What's up, you guys? Welcome back to Unfiltered with me, Lindsay Hughes. So excited to have you guys here, as always. Today is actually episode 44, and that's really only significant to someone like me because y'all know me with the number 44. If you're an OG Beauty Baby 44 viewer, which I know probably most of you guys that listen to the podcast are, because you guys are like the real just OGs, I feel like. But I'm sitting here with a little seltzer. I cracked a nude. If you know what those are, um, they're like these new seltzers that I just started seeing at my grocery stores and they're just like in this clean all white packaging. And I think they have like four or five flavors so far. And the flavors are kind of like lighter than like a claw or a truly or something like that, but they're pretty good. I've been liking them. So I have a peach one going tonight. We have a seltzer fueled episode tonight because we are going to be talking about sex. And I feel like I haven't made a sex episode in a while and you guys have been requesting it specifically for me to talk about like casual sex and hookups and advice. So that is what we're going to do today. Guys, I'm so excited that today adulttoymegastore.com is sponsoring today's podcast episode. It truly goes with the theme today and they're an online retailer of adult toys and lingerie with thousands of products and fast shipping worldwide. You can use code Lindsay 10 at checkout for 10% off your purchase. I also did want to say when I started the podcast, so almost a year ago, I made an episode. It was about like casual sex, hookups, friends with benefits, how I feel about all that kind of stuff. And talking about some of my personal experiences with casual sex, if it's been successful or not successful for me, some of the benefits and um, issues that I've had with friends with benefits type situations and things like that. So if you guys happen to have missed that episode, it was like last, probably like posted last March or April or something like that. If you guys happen to have missed that and you want to listen to that, I'll go ahead and link that episode in the description of this episode. If you missed it or you want to go check it out or something. Today, I kind of wanted to explore something I've been thinking about lately and I actually want to make a whole episode topic on this, but kind of how alcohol affects our decisions, uh, having to do with sex and hookups and parties like college parties and all that kind of stuff. And even, you know, day-to-day relationships with ourselves or our friends or our partners, how alcohol has plays an effect. And I've been thinking about that a lot recently. And like over the past year, I know this has kind of been, I feel like this has been a common theme for people that I've spoken to or maybe Maybe just I've been noticing it a little bit more, but over the past like six months or year, um, I've noticed a lot more people talking about like recognizing their relationship with alcohol. And I've started to really think about mine the past few months more than I ever have before. And I've been super inspired by people that have been doing like dry January and dry months. And even if it's a dry week, like I did a dry week back in, I think November, December, and I had literally never done that before. Not that I had never like drank for a week before. I, I definitely have since I started drinking, but I just had never like 
committed to like, okay, I'm not going to drink for, you know, a week and a half, whatever it was. And that's not even that long, you guys, but like that was something for me. And I kind of want to talk about that in a future episode. So I think that episode will be something called like drunk decisions because there's a lot of stories I could share in situations and things that alcohol has affected either positively or negatively for me in a certain scenario. And I just want to go into it more, Uh, but we will touch on that for sure today because that's kind of like one of the things that sparked this episode. But other than just alcohol, I know not everybody like drinks. A lot of you guys asked some really awesome questions and also submitted some advice type questions. So I would say this is kind of going to be more of an advice geared episode about all things sex related, having to do with masturbation and orgasm and having a different sex drive than your partner and how to have casual sex and feel like you're still respecting and honoring yourself. So all that stuff will be talked about today. I think it's really important to as women like discuss sex openly normalizing like wanting to have casual sex or not wanting to have casual sex like you know just normalizing everything having to do with being sexual also normalizing things like being a virgin and never having sex when you're like in your mid to late 20s that's something that I was getting that people almost feel like weird to even bring it up with me, but I'm so glad that people will ask those types of things because it does just normalize everything. Whether you had sex for the first time when you were 14 or you're like 29 years old and you've never had sex, like all of that is very, very very normal. Just talking about this stuff more, making you guys feel more comfortable. Like that is my goal with doing episodes like this. It's not like, oh my God, I'm obsessed with sex. I need to talk about sex all the time for clicks or whatever it is. It's like, as just like a girl in her mid twenties, I can, you know, open up and talk to you guys about these things that aren't necessarily always talked about by everyone. All right. So let's go ahead and start it off with our bops and flops of the week. Bops and flops of the week. First flop of this past week. I want to word this correctly and I don't want to make it sound like a personal attack on myself because it's not, but I I've been noticing a little bit, um, feeling a little bit dependent and needy recently. And that's not always me. (laughs) And I've, yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's fine to be dependent. And especially like, I'm kind of talking about it in regards to my relationship and my partner, but I feel like I've been a little bit noticing myself being more needy and dependent than in the past, or maybe it's just that I'm, yeah, maybe it's just that I'm like noticing it right now, but I think that it's okay. And it's like a normal thing to recognize that I'm maybe like that a little bit more at the beginning of a relationship. I've just been noticing that a little more and I'm like, okay, is this healthy? You know, spent thinking about, oh my gosh, I literally want to be with my partner every single night. Like I know it's normal, but I'm also like, Lindsay, you know, I do feel like the flop of it is that I... I want to be able to do more things with my time. And I feel like I'm very focused, like number one, for the most part on like my relationship right now, which I'm not saying that that's like a bad thing, but it's just something that I'm noticing and thinking about. So I don't know if that like makes that much sense, but maybe someone out there related to that. And it's just something, it's always good to have self-reflection, right? Like that's been a common theme that I've been, feeling a lot lately is just reflecting on why I do things and my relationships with certain things and all this kind of stuff. 
So that's my first thing. Um, my next flop is I've been spending a lot of money lately. <laughs> and uh, mostly because I've been talking about this, but and I've been sharing that I've been changing things up to the house. And of course, home decor and furniture are just expensive. So yeah, it's not like anyone sat me down and was like, Lindsay, I am forcing you to redo your living room and make all the things good in your house that you don't like. I'm forcing you to do it all right now. You have to spend all that money right at the same time. No, like nobody did that. This has been something that I've just been into for the new year. And that is a bop that I'm loving the new updates. I've been spending a little bit crazy here and there lately. I also had a really, really big tax payment in January. And that was, whew, if anyone can relate to that, that was a lot. So I don't know. I just feel like I can turn this flop into a bop by just being, and I've already kind of started being a little more conscious and just, of course, like everybody wants to save money. Right. But actually like being very strict on myself with, okay, as soon as, you know, I have a balance on my credit card, literally pay it off immediately. Or, okay, as soon as I get a payment in for something, putting that towards something that's either savings or paying something off, paying a bill in advance rather than waiting. You know what I mean? Things like that. Just kind of being a little bit more like using my money first towards the really important things rather than like first thinking, oh my gosh, I got this payment. Like what can I buy now. And you know, yeah, I definitely have that, like still a lot of that, uh, 2012 through 2014 era on my channel, shopaholic tendencies. <laughs> but also I feel like over the past few years, I've really kept that in check a lot more than back in the day. Um, but you guys know what I mean? It's just always good to spend your money first on the things that are really important rather than like going crazy when you get paid for something and then later being like, okay, now I need a budget for these important things. Cause I spent money when I first got it and I've never been the greatest at saving money. I mean, I, I do save for certain things. Like I save money for my taxes and all that kind of things like that. But I'm, I'm going to be the first one to say that I'm not great at saving my money. I'm definitely more of a spender. Those are my flops of the week. Okay, now moving on to some positives, my bops of the past week. My first one is, oh, I feel like I have been ins very inspired with cooking and recipes lately, and I was really not feeling that way for so long. I had this like rut with cooking where I just never, every night I was like, don't want to cook tonight, maybe tomorrow night don't want to cook tonight. A lot of that is not even that I don't want to cook. It's just that I don't want to do the mess and the dishes after cooking. Who can relate to that? Uh, I do really like at cooking and nothing feels better than like spending the time on a meal, getting like a new recipe. And I've been really enjoying like cooking with Jared. I think that's been one of my favorite parts of our relationship is because he is a chef at a restaurant and he's just like passionate about cooking already. So it's really fun for us to cook together. And like the other night I made him dinner after he had work all day and just like cute little things like that, you know, and that's been really fun. If you guys are in a rut with cooking, maybe try to, I've been finding recipes in all sorts of ways. I've even been like taking recipes from TikTok, which is, who is she? Like, what? <laughs> TikTok or a lot of my recipes I just find from following people on Instagram. And you can save recipes into like a little folder on Instagram, like into one of your 
saved folders and yeah, I've just, and of course I have a lot of cookbooks and it's just been really fun to like go out and get the ingredients and try something new. My next bop is that I've really been making the effort to prioritize health and fitness. And I know I kind of come back to this one a lot, but I just feel like I've been in a good rhythm. So I'll leave it there. I don't need to go off on this. You guys know that I've been working out and trying to challenge myself and nothing too crazy, but I feel like I've just been in like a good routine. And for me, that doesn't mean that I'm working out every single day. It just means what works for me. If I don't have time or I don't want to work out one day, like today I was sore as fuck. I'm very sore right now. And I was supposed to work out today. And you know what? I canceled it because I was really freaking sore and I didn't want to go. And that's okay because that is honoring yourself. And that's kind of like a part of this bop is like trying to honor myself and how I feel and being easy on myself too, because it's so, so easy with like when you get into, you know, a health and fitness mindset to be hard on yourself and be like, oh, I'm not doing enough or, oh, I'm going to feel bad about eating this one thing and like questioning everything. And I think we all do that. It's hard not to have those thoughts, but just trying to like be more easy on myself. And that's been something I've been trying to work on. I'm bringing back the product or purchase bop of the week. Now, I don't always have one of these every single week, but when I do, I got to tell you guys about it. So I have two and they're both beauty related. The first one is this iconic hair product that I have found. Now, I don't know if anyone out there can relate to this, but I am obsessed with like a detangler spray, a leave-in conditioner. It's one of those things that, of course, they're all like in plastic bottles, but I'm like, it is really, I'm not going to give that up. I refuse. I will not give it up because when I get out of the shower, the first thing I want to do is spray a nice like leave-in conditioner detangler into my hair. The one that I've been loving is a new one that I bought from Sephora and it's called 25 Miracle Milk. It's kind of a weird name, but it basically does 25 things for your hair. (laughs) And my favorite thing about it is it comes in this big size. I think you can get it in like a smaller size too, but the size I got is I think like um, 25 ounces or something, which is huge. If you come like compared to all my other hair products, it's the biggest one. And I feel like I go through detangler really quickly. It's something that I have to buy like every few months. Cause you use a lot of it. So this one, I love that it came in like a big size and it's basically this like iconic leave-in conditioner. That's just made from like, I think from coconut oil and fennel seed oil amongst a couple other things, but it's, you know, more natural ingredients. And yeah, check that out. If you're looking for anything like that, it's definitely been one of my favorite products of recent. And then my other product or purchase bop of not only the week, but recently, um, is a new beauty sponge that I'm shocked that I've moved on from not necessarily moved on, but I think I like this one better than the beauty blender. And it's the Fenty beauty, um, little sponge. It's like a nude sponge and it has kind of like two flat sides. And then the bottom is curved almost like the beauty blender. And then the top is flat as well. If that makes sense, like you can look at, look it up if you're interested in how the shape looks, but it's differently shaped, but it's so soft. And I like how it's nude 
nude because that's like the same color as my foundation so it doesn't appear to be as dirty i feel like it was between 10 and 20 bucks which i think the beauty blender is like 20 so it was cheaper than that and it's so soft and that's been one of my favorites i love using a sponge um, for my foundation. And you guys know me. I probably do makeup once a week, maybe twice a week on like a, a specific week. So this isn't something that I use every day, but definitely every day that I do my makeup. So those are some new uh, beauty product or purchase bops that I wanted to tell you guys about. Okay, now let's hear from our sponsor for today's episode, which actually aligns so perfectly with the topic of today's episode. Huge shout out to our sponsor for today's episode, so in line with today's episode topic, and that is Adult Toy Megastore. So they provide 100% discreet shipping and have a huge amount of products on their website. Everything, you guys, from sex toys to lubricants to lingerie. And they're a brand that focuses on self-love, sex, and body positivity, just like the topic of this episode and just like things that I'm passionate about. Guys, I think everybody deserves pleasure. So Adult Toy Megastore has sent me the amazing Satisfier Pro 2 Clitoral Vibrator. It has 11 settings and is completely waterproof. And let me tell you, she is iconic. They have so much to choose from, though, on the website, you guys like anything that could fit your needs. Even if you don't use or want any toys, they have lingerie and lube. And of course, I have a discount for you guys. So treat yourself for Valentine's Day. You can use the code Lindsay10 at checkout for 10% off anything at adulttoymegastore.com. They also ship worldwide. So any of you guys, no matter where you are, can use the code and get the discount. I'm so excited to have a brand that wanted to sponsor one of my sex-related episodes. Seriously, you guys, it would mean the world to me if you checked them out and went and used our discount code. So all that info will be in the description box. Okay, guys, so let's go ahead and get into it. So I wanted to start off just talking about some initial thoughts, and then I wanted to get into some of you guys' questions and advice things and situations that you guys are in. And I think that most of them were pretty like broad topics that could be helpful to everybody listening. So like I said, something I've been thinking about that I will go into more detail on in a future episode is how alcohol affects my relationships, my sex life, hookups, Everything like that, because I would say that a lot of my, and I, I know it's not only me, somebody else brought this up as well, that I'll get into a question like this, but a lot of, you know, drinking culture, especially like college age and being in your mid late twenties, it's just like this drinking culture, like go out to like the bars, you know, obviously guys, I'm talking in terms of like normal life. I'm not necessarily talking in terms of COVID life. Go out to the bars or like go out on a date with someone and go get a drink or get two or three or four drinks. You know what I mean? And then it's like, okay, how does that actually impact, you know, if we were going to maybe go home with this person or not if alcohol wouldn't have been in the play but then also accepting that like okay nobody's forcing you to drink right like you can make that conscious decision if you want to go meet up with someone for drinks or if you don't want to drink and you want to go do something else and of course alcohol doesn't have to be a part of dating and hookups but I think most of the time uh it can be and it's it's almost more common for it to be especially if you're meeting up with someone for the first time from like a dating app or something like that, I feel like 
90% of my dates that I've had with people from dating apps had alcohol involved at some point on the date. Not necessarily like the first thing that we do, but you know, maybe meeting up at the park for a picnic and having like a beer or wine or going to meet up at a restaurant and ordering a drink. There's of course date ideas that you don't have to drink, but I guess what I mean is just like, I've really been thinking about how alcohol affects my relationships in so many ways, my friendships and when I'm in a group of people. And that is really the common denominator. I feel like for a lot of, I'm not going to say for a lot of friendships, but just more for a lot of hangouts. And I think that that's something that I've never really thought about that much before, because as somebody that does drink regularly and somebody that does socially drink, it's not really a big thought in my head. So I think I'll talk about this more in depth in the drunk decisions, um, alcohol related episode. Cause I think I want to do some more like thought and research before I make this episode as well. One of the first topics I wanted to discuss and I got asked was how to have casual sex while respecting yourself. I think this is a great way to open it up. So I first of all want to start by saying that casual sex is not for everybody. And I'm not making this episode to be like, oh my gosh, you like, you know, need to experience uh, casual sex. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just kind of talking about it because I want to normalize having sex and being sexually confident as a woman and doing what you want and exploring and all that stuff. Because I think that that's been very beneficial for my life. Um, and learning a lot of learning experiences, right? So how to have casual sex while respecting yourself. Okay. My number one tip is before you go into an experience with somebody, whether it's a date or even going to a party or going to something where, you know, you may encounter like, um, some new people, right? Just going out in general, especially before like a date or something like that. I think it's so, so important. And something I've really thought about with myself is Lindsay, sit yourself down before the night begins, before you get into this, like drinking, like let's go out, let's party mentality of a night out. And I'm not saying that that has to be everybody's night out, but you know what I mean? I'm speaking from my personal experience. A night out usually involves drinking. And I think it's so powerful and important to ask yourself before the night begins, when you have some alone time, what do I want to do tonight? What are my boundaries? What are my limits? If I do encounter somebody that I am interested in and I want to flirt with and I want to, you know, whatever, whatever. For example, this is really good to do before a first or second date with somebody or really any date with somebody. Like, do I want to kiss this person at the end of the date if I feel so inclined? Or, you know, if the date goes well, do I want to go to a second place with this person? Like, for example, if like drinks go good and we're having a good time, do I want to go somewhere else with this person and have like a third, a second or a third drink? Or do I want to go home? Um, just asking yourself, do I want to potentially sleep with this person tonight if like things go well? Or, you know, is that going to be something that maybe I'll end up thinking I want to do three hours into the date, but I didn't actually plan on doing, right? So just kind of setting yourself up for what feels right for you. And I think that is so powerful to be able to do that before a date or before going to a party, et cetera. Do you guys get what I'm saying? So um, that's really good to have a good talk with yourself about what are my limits. Now going more into have actually having casual sex and hookups while 
honoring yourself. So I think once again, doing things that are fun for you and feel good. If something doesn't feel good, or if someone, you know, that you're newly hooking up with asks you to do something, or maybe even just like, Hey, Hey, do you have interest in like trying this? Really think about it. Okay. And don't feel like you need to, because a lot of times as women, we want to just like, please that the partner. And I'm not saying just as women, like I think that people want to in general, please their other partner. And sometimes that can lead you to maybe saying you want to try something that you don't know if you're going to like, or you don't really think you would have tried unless that person asked you. And that could lead to something good. That could be fun. That could be you discovering something, whether it's like a position or, or like bringing toys into the bedroom or like something that you are like, oh my gosh, this is fun. And I'm actually glad that somebody else asked me if I wanted to do this. But also it could be like, hey, feeling a little bit of pressure from somebody that you don't feel super comfortable around yet. If it's like more of a casual new fling or the first time you're intimate with someone or something. And it's a lot easier to want to like please them. Right. And so I think again, just really being in touch with yourself. I do think it's easier to do when you are sober and you are in, or you're like lightly tipsy. I think for me, I can say from experience, like being more drunk, I'm just like more, you know, I don't, you don't have as much, what's the word? Like you just don't think about things quite as much. And not that I have like, oh, big regrets. I think I've been pretty like lucky and smart and all that kind of stuff. But I know that of course things can quickly go to a place that you weren't prepared for. And so I think respecting yourself is all about really, really being in the state of mind where you can ask yourself, is this what I want? Or is this something that I don't want? And being able to express that to the person that you're with. So it can be harder to do that, of course, if it's the first time or the first couple times you're sleeping with someone. Asking yourself, does do my interactions with this person make me feel good? Like after we hook up, do I feel good? Do I feel like that was fun? Do I feel like that was something I want to do again? Or do I feel bad? Does it fulfill you? Does it feel good for you? And really like being really honest with yourself about stuff like that. And that leads me into the next question, which is something I really wanted to talk about. Tips for allowing casual sex into your life without emotions taking over. SOS, LOL. I know that this is a struggle for me and this is not something I necessarily love to admit, but I've realized about myself, if I do sleep with someone, I am like so much more into them, even if we sleep together one time. Okay, I was actually talking about this to Jared the other night because I was kind of saying that there is actually a chemical called oxytocin that is basically the love hormone that gets released when you have sex with someone. Now, it's released for both guys and girls, um, but it is found to be more, like women release more of it during sex, I guess if that makes sense, than men typically. So that's actually science behind why you hear, you know, women get more attached after sleeping with someone. Our brains and our bodies actually do release more of more oxytocin than men. So I think first of all, realizing that this is not even something that we choose. It literally just happens to a lot of us. Um, and it definitely happens for me, you guys. I, I didn't necessarily always think that about myself, but I have realized over 
the past whatever a year or so that I actually can tie my feelings for someone like going back to specifically I had this experience where I was so like into this guy and I just wanted him to like give me more and I look back now and I'm like what the actual fuck like I don't even know why I was into that guy like it never would have worked he wasn't even that great at all because he never gave me what I needed and I'm like why the fuck did I care so much for like a few months and then I'm like holy shit it's because I slept with him (laughs) and kept sleeping with him when we were not together when there was no commitment which you know what I don't necessarily regret it I think that all of that is like a learning experience and that I think at the moment like I feel like that's what I wanted and I didn't realize that maybe the sex was making or having that connection was making it harder for me so um, I can definitely relate to this the first tip is actually going to be like asking yourself can you allow this to just be casual and just be sex if you're not going to get what you need from that person so can you actually allow it to be just what it is and not want it to be something more which i know is very hard for me very hard for a lot of us so maybe it's not something that is good for you even if you in the moment want it and i think that's something that's hard to think about but like i said i was kind of realizing in the past like year those things that were coming up for me and it actually took me until that situation that I was talking about was completely completely over and to even realize you know months later maybe why I felt that way and then I'm like oh my god it was because we had sex Um, Other than that, I would say if you do want to have a relationship with someone and you do just want it to be like casual and sex and you really want to be able to allow that, um, then I would say practice just like keeping it for the bare minimum what it is like fun, sex, and then it's goodbye. Don't do the like cuddles and like sleepovers and everything like that. If you're, if you're not getting more from this person, like don't try not, I know it's hard, (laughs) try not to like have those extra things like cuddles and sleepovers and texting that person flirty things or whatever. Like literally try to just keep it for exactly what it is, which is a sexual relationship. If this person isn't going to be able to meet you where you are at emotionally. And you might realize that sometimes you can't do that and that it's not something that's good for you. And maybe it's a temporary high, right? Like being with this person, but that after you don't feel good or that you just don't feel fulfilled. And so really sit with yourself and ask yourself these questions. It's really hard when you're invested and somebody's not or vice versa. Struggling to orgasm as a woman when in a relationship and normalizing vibrators in bed. I'm so glad someone put this in because this is exactly like how I feel. And I've spoken about this before, but I have never been able to orgasm from just penetration in my entire life. And that is extremely normal. So about 20% of women say that they can orgasm just from sex. So I'm talking, you know, no clitoral stimulation, like not having a vibrator brought into the mix just from penetration. So about 80% of women have not or cannot. And so I just want to normalize that if you haven't really ever heard that before. And yeah, this is something that I 
I'm not going to say I struggle with, cause I don't really like to look at it like that. I'm just kind of more like, this is what it is. And there are other ways that, that I can finish. And this is just what it is. And, you know, it takes a lot for me, a very specific type of situation for me to actually be able to climax with another person even being there. And I also think that that is extremely normal and that you should never feel bad about it. My best advice and what I did is just like, keep trying, keep trying, keep trying, but also like trying to get your mind off of it and like hoping that it's gonna happen and like focusing too much on it that you're not just enjoying the moment. Cause I think that's something for, for me that was really um, detrimental for a while when I first was like so caught up in, you know, trying to figure this out about my body and about myself, but it's literally nothing that is ever, don't let anyone ever tell you that there's something wrong with you or something wrong with your body because like the freaking statistics I just gave you, 20% of women can orgasm just from sex. So now the second part of your question, when you said normalizing vibrators in bed, hopefully this person, whether it's your partner or even just someone that you're hooking up with wants to actually please you because, oh my gosh, I really, really don't like this, um, stigma or whatever it is that some, men can have with vibrators and bringing them in. And I don't know if if it's them feeling, it's probably them feeling uncomfortable with it because I think it's probably that they don't know like what to do with it, but because I don't know why they would really feel intimidated by a freaking vibrator. I mean, I guess like that makes sense, but at the same time, like, I think if you are having those issues, I know I've had that an issue in the past that I'm just feeling like uncomfortable with it, I guess. We need to normalize like if men are able to orgasm and get off every time, pretty much every time that they have sex, then why shouldn't we be able to? And kind of forming it as this like question of, okay, well, if you can get off and you can orgasm, then why can't I? And it should not be any like, and then once that is brought up, like, what are you going to say to that? You know, what is somebody going to say to that. Like, uh, I just like, don't like how you, I don't know what the fuck is this? Like if a man has a, or anyone has a problem with bringing in a toy or a vibrator, if it's literally for your pleasure, I think I don't like that. And like I said, I have experienced that before. Um, and I've tried to be understanding, but I think at the same time it is, it's just not like their problem to have. I understand somebody not knowing what to do with a vibrator or a toy to you and being like intimidated, I guess, by that. But you can easily just like walk them through what you want them to just be like, hold it here, like do this, or you can literally just be in control. I want to normalize that it can be really hard and intimidating even to just bring these things in, especially in a newer relationship. I think it gets easier and easier once you get more comfortable and have sex with someone more times and are more comfortable being fully intimate with them and everything. But I think I'll just leave it at, you know, do what is going to get you to feel the best and don't feel any sort of like weirdness or shame for wanting to bring toys into your sex life. Because like I said, 80% of us women, we need more than just a dick. (laughs) Okay. Next question is what to do when it's smaller than expected and low key disappointing. So I thought that this was really important because I've never really like 
talked about this and this actually, you know, this is something that is going to come up, right? Like you don't know what a dick is going to look like, be like, feel like until you see it or experience it, right? I mean, that's just, that's just how it is, right? Um, And I think that of course, like the number one thing, and I'm sure you already know this, like you want to be so conscious of is that he cannot control that at all. And he probably already has a lot of his own thoughts, potentially insecurities about if his dick isn't like average size or whatever. So really, really, I'm sure that like anyone listening would be super conscious of the other person's feelings dealing with this. But I think that it would be one of those things that I wouldn't really like bring up. And I think that I would just ask myself, like, it depends of course, if this is someone that you're just like having casual sex with a couple times, or if this is someone that like you want to, to be your partner or is your partner. Um, and then I think of course you need to ask yourself like how serious is it for you? How much is it going to impact your sex? What can you do to make it better? And of course, there's so many other things I'm sure you already know, like he can finger you, he can use vibrators on you, he can use different toys on you. It doesn't have to just be his dick is the only thing, you know what I mean? But I do think that just think about how important that is for you. I think that that's really hard. That's a really hard place to be in because you your number one thing is you don't want to like make this person feel bad and offend this person at all. And it's just one of those things. It's like, it's how we can't really like control the size of our boobs or that's how I think of it at least. I mean, yeah, your boobs grow when you're pregnant or maybe your boobs grow when you like gain weight or you're on birth control, but like overall, you know, you don't really like do things to actively control the size of your boobs. It's the same with having a dick. Like it just is what it is. I think the best thing you can do is just try different positions and try different things like him fingering you and going down on you. And hopefully you can do like a lot more of those things to get you feeling like you're good. Um, if not, I would say, you know, to use toys on yourself when you're having sex with him and to really prioritize like how you're feeling, you know, get a really good vibrator because, you know, I don't think that's a reason to end things with someone, of course, but at the same time, it's like, you know, you want your sex, of course, to please you and please them. So it is still an important thing, right? And it's not something we're going to like say fuck you to someone because that's not something you can control. But at the same time, just making it the best it can be for both of you guys. Hang in there, sis. Okay, next question is, is it bad that I can't feel fully comfortable around a romantic interest until we have sex? My answer is no. I can relate to this a lot. I think that it's just one of those things because for me, like, I think I've talked about this, but sex is like one of the ways that I just feel closest to somebody and closest to my partner. And it doesn't even really have to do with that much with like just that it's sex and being able to like please each other and just all that stuff. Like, I feel like there's a lot that goes into sex more than just actual sex. And that's probably how you're feeling too, is like sex is how you can be really like open and comfortable with somebody. And I think that in short, I would just say, no, I don't think it's bad. I think that that is something that sex is important. Like, especially if you are thinking of somebody as like a future 
romantic interest. It's of course not the only thing, but for me, it is a really important thing because I know that for me in relationships, sex is important. Every time you have sex with someone, you're going to probably be more comfortable around them. So it's kind of just like breaking down that first initial barrier of that. So I think that it's not bad. This is a little bit of an advice one. I'm in love with my ex's best friend and we've been secretly hooking up. What would you do? It's his best friend. That's definitely not ideal. Um, I think, I don't know. This is hard. Like it depends on, do you see your ex? Like, is he coming around? Are you guys interacting? Are you having to see him? Or is he pretty much out of your life? How long have you guys been broken up? Like, I don't know. I guess this is hard because I wouldn't say like, if you're in love with this person, genuinely, I mean, you said you're in love with him. I think that you guys just need to like talk about what you, and maybe you already have, what you both want from this scenario. Like, is he also wanting to be with you? And you guys are just kind of like not knowing how to go about it or is it more of just a hookup thing? So, you know, I would really ask yourself that, like, is it just more of a physical thing or do you think that this guy really wants to be with you and could commit to you? Because then if you're in love and that's how you feel, then I I would honestly say go for it because yeah, I mean, that sucks. It's not ideal. At the same time, I don't think you should hold yourself back from another connection. If you truly feel like this is worth it for you and you want to pursue this, I don't think you should hold yourself back just because of your ex. You guys are not together anymore. At a certain point, you guys aren't together anymore where you can be like, you know what? If you're really an emotionally mature person and you guys are both over the relationship, of course, that's going to take time if you aren't already at that place. You could eventually hopefully come to a point where you could be happy for the other person if you know, that is what they want and hopefully be happy for your friend too. I mean, I don't know. I think it's going to be awkward. And I think that I don't exactly know what I would do in this situation, but I think that if I felt like this person wanted to be with me, I wanted to be with this person and we were in love and I wasn't dating my ex anymore, then I would probably like go for it and not hold back because maybe you guys are meant to be together. But I think the bottom line is that you and your ex are broken up and that you guys did break up for a reason. So that entitles both of you to being able to explore any new connection that comes up. That's really what I think. It's not like you're cheating on your boyfriend with his best friend. So advice you would have for virgins because it's so hard being a virgin in your 20s. Okay, really glad someone asked this. I've known a lot of people that were 22, 23 that were virgins. And I also am like, I probably know a lot of people or have known a lot of people that still are virgins that aren't just like telling everyone they know that they're a virgin. You know what I mean? I think it really is a lot more common than some people think. And it's hard not to feel alone in that if if you feel like every other person you're talking to and all your other friends have had sex. Advice for being a virgin. I mean, I guess you didn't kind of gear it out like what type of advice, like what you're looking for. I think first of all, just like accepting that the right situation or the right person has not presented itself and that is completely, completely okay. You know, it hasn't come up for you and you're so freaking young. You're in your twenties. Like you have your entire life to meet people. You have your entire life to have sex and it's not something that, should be rushed. Like honestly, your first time should absolutely be 
when you feel that it's right. And for some people, you know, they're going to feel that it's right when they're 16. And some, for some people, they're going to feel that it's right when they're 30. Like the situation will present itself when it is the right time and the right person. Don't rush it. And you will know when you know. And, you know, it's one of those things, like I said, it's worth waiting for the right time for you. Ooh, okay. This next question is how to get over feeling like you have to fake an orgasm to make him feel good. If you haven't heard my PSA, don't fake orgasms, please. (laughs) I personally do not understand how it could benefit anybody other than in the moment feeling successful about yourself. But then if you think about it, it doesn't actually benefit you ever because then that person is going to think that they did this to be able to make you orgasm and that that's what they have to do next time. And then you'll orgasm. And then if you don't orgasm next time or fake it, they're going to be like, wait, but she did last time. So it's just this whole, really, I do believe faking orgasms is completely, completely pointless. That honestly is how I feel. You guys, I never have faked an orgasm in my life. And I don't think that that makes me cool. I just think I don't want to give somebody a false sense of thinking that something Like, I just don't want to fake it. I think a lot of girls and a lot of people do it. Um, To be nice, I guess. I get it. Like you're saying, you want to make him feel good in the moment. But I think you got to stop because honestly, if you really think about it, like it's not going to benefit you guys down the road and it's going to probably lead to a web of lies or having to like continue feeling like you have to continue faking it or something like I just think it's a slippery slope to begin faking orgasms and also I'm just gonna say it I don't think we should be giving men or anyone we're sleeping with the satisfaction of thinking that they made us come when they didn't. I don't even think that that sounds fucked up. I think that's just the truth. Like don't give someone the satisfaction and making them think that this is how they make you orgasm if it's not actually true, you know, because then they're going to think I just have to do this every time. It's just this whole thing. You guys know now that is how I feel. That is a PSA. Do not feel like you have to fake orgasms. It's completely, completely pointless. And it's okay to literally never orgasm with someone because you just didn't and because it just didn't happen for you. And I think men need to know, once again, that most of us do not and cannot orgasm just from their dick, okay? Like, and a lot, but I mean, I get that a lot of men just don't know that because most guys... Uh, in my experience, are able to orgasm pretty much every time they have sex. And it's a little bit of an unfair advantage, if I have to be honest. Okay, next question is short and sweet, and it is best lubes. Okay, so I have two options for you. First of all, coconut oil. You can get coconut oil at any grocery store. You can use it for more than just lube, but it's actually a really good natural lube. I think it's really good. Um, I think in most of my experiences talking to people, everyone agrees that coconut oil is a really good lube. So if you haven't tried that, try that. If for some reason you have tried it and it doesn't work for you. My other favorite that I've found that is super good is called Wet Platinum. Um, I know they have it on Amazon. I'm sure other like sex stores online have 
have it. You only need a little bit and it will last a really long time. And it's just like good. So it has great reviews. It's a really good one. You can look it up. Uh, definitely recommend that if you're not into the coconut oil life, but I would say first go for coconut oil because it's more natural pretty affordable. You can get it, like I said, at any grocery store, but maybe some people don't like coconut oil. I'm going to answer a couple of advice questions now that I got messaged. And of course I'm going to keep them anonymous as everything has been. I'd like to remain anonymous, but I've had a few different partners and each time I tense up and it hurts. I can relax for a minute, but I always end up tensing up. I feel like a freak because I think I'm the only one. Know that anything you're experiencing, literally anything that so many other women and other people have experienced the same exact things. So never feel like weird. Um, I think that this is really normal. I would ask you like, or I would wonder if you have like had experiences with pleasing yourself and, you know, kind of like exploring more inside you because maybe, you know, you're just like a little bit tighter down there. It's really hard for a lot of people, specifically like women to relax during sex. You know, there's a lot to think about and your body just might, yeah, like feel tensed up or like, what's going on. Like, you know what I mean? And so I'm not going to ever sit here and be like, Oh, you should persevere and just like have more sex. And it probably won't happen after a while. But I think what I would say is probably just to experiment with some vibrators and some dildos yourself. Like I would really experiment with trying that for yourself and seeing if you can be more relaxed. And if you're still feeling that way after a really long time, you know, talk with your gynecologist about it. I think that a lot of times we might be nervous to bring things up, but like literally that is our vagina doctor and we talk about sex with them. You know what I mean? And that is what they're there for. So even if it's just bringing that up at your next appointment, going to see your gyno, like just kind of bringing that up, I think that that would be so fine to do. I think I would say like experiment more with being by yourself and seeing if you can be more relaxed and not tense up um, masturbating, but I know that not everybody's into masturbating, of course. So um, I think that could potentially help though. Okay. This one isn't a question, but I just wanted to read it. And it says, I feel like a lot of people think casual sex is the cool thing to do, but I just want to say that you need to do what's right for you. I personally view sex as something really meaningful and spiritual that I want to share with someone special. I don't think there should be a stigma around the whole idea of sex after a couple dates. I waited until after six months of dating with my current boyfriend when we finally did it, and it was so amazing and much better. I don't think everyone is having casual sex. So yeah, I wanted to read this just to kind of be like, like I said in the beginning, so a lot of people have one partner in their whole life and they're like, you know what, that's, that's the person that I ended up being with, marrying, whatever it is, like or just a couple partners. I think we need to just normalize like body counts that are very high and very low and just like doing what you wanted to do. And I love that this message did that because I also think, yeah, like a lot of us are going to experience casual sex, but some of us aren't. And some people literally are not into that, don't want to do that and want to wait and be really, really, really extra comfortable with someone before sharing that experience. And of course it all just depends on how you look at sex, right? So love to hear that advice question. I'm 22 and I'm embarrassed, but I've never really ever masturbated. And I feel ashamed of it. Almost like there's something wrong with me. 
It is something I've always wanted to try, but always have gotten too nervous to fully do it. Any tips slash advice or help? LOL. Honestly, I know I keep saying this with every question, but this is super, super normal. I have friends that aren't into masturbating. Um, Not everybody necessarily is. I think that a lot of people, of course, are, um, but some people just aren't. And a lot of people have not tried it or just aren't into it or haven't had like a good experience. And so I think my number one thing is like, if you don't want to masturbate or you don't feel inclined to, like, don't feel like you have to do it. Don't feel like everyone's doing it and you have to do it. Like if you don't have interest in masturbating, like you don't have to do it. But I think that it can be a great way to like learn what you like and explore your body a little bit more and even just trying it out maybe a few times. And if you don't end up liking it or it's not something that you want to do, then fine. Like no one says you have to masturbate, right? But I mean, you did say like, it's something I've wanted to try, but always have gotten too nervous to fully do it. Um, I think Get yourself like one little toy, I think, to like start off with. Get yourself like a tiny little, like maybe a bullet vibrator, or you could get yourself like a little clit suction device. A lot of times it's how we think about it. And I think that thinking of it as like a self-care, like thing that you do for just you, I think that's like a really fun way to think about it. Like nobody else is there. Like nobody else knows like how you masturbate. Like nobody else knows like how you do it. And I think that it's like one of those fun things to have for just you if you want it to be. And it's very personal, you know? So I think that get yourself a little toy. I mean, you don't have to, of course, like you can use just your fingers, maybe maybe some lube or some coconut oil if you want to. And yeah, and I mean, just, I can't tell you how to do it, of course, like it's different what everybody likes. Um, but I think thinking of it as like a little self-care night, like maybe light a candle and turn off all your lights and like take a bath and have a cute little self-care night and then just like try it. I think that a lot of times it's going to take more than like one time of masturbating to like be into it. So, you know, if it's something that you do want to get into, then try it a few times. Like I said, get yourself a little toy, see if that makes you feel good. And if you don't like it, then that's totally okay. And that's fine. And you don't have to do it. All right. We've got a few more. The next one is this is embarrassing, but I've only ever had drunk hookups, no real relationship, or even like a casual hookup sober. It's embarrassing because I feel like it makes me feel bad about myself, but it's also the only time I get attention. I don't really know what to do, and I'm super insecure about it. I'm 23, and I have a high body count, but I don't know what to do or think. So I love this because this is kind of going back to what I was talking about in the beginning and feeling like alcohol can, of course, like make it easier to have sex and like be more comfortable around somebody and like let your initial nervousness down or whatever, right? Like we all have our vices and things like that. I think that a lot of people probably could go back and say, okay, a lot of the times I've had sex with someone, if they've had multiple partners like me and you, a lot of those times have been like tipsy or like after a drink or two or a few. And I think that it is, like I said, in our culture, like very, very, very normal. Um, But also I would say, you know, like, can you still feel sexy without 
having a drink and can you still like be yourself? I understand it's kind of like a thing that lets your guard down and it's a social thing to do, right? Probably a lot of like guys too would say that like most of their sexual encounters have involved alcohol. I'm not going to say like for everyone, but I think for a lot of people it is kind of a common denominator, especially in college or going to parties, being in your early 20s, going to bars and things like that. So I think it's really normal, but I would also challenge you to, you know, maybe explore um, feeling sexual around somebody and allowing that with less alcohol in your system or being sober. Because one thing I would tell you, I don't know if this is just how I feel, but sex for me feels so much better when I'm sober or I've had like one drink as compared to if I'm like tipsy or drunk, I can feel everything so much better. Even if I masturbate, like I don't really like to masturbate if I've had more than like one drink because I literally can't feel it on any amount of the same level. Like not that I can't feel it, but it's just so much less enjoyable. Um, And I feel like my particular senses and all that is very much more, I don't know, it sounds weird, but like aroused when I am sober. I don't know. Drunk sex is just like not that fun to me. Like I definitely think it has its place, but I would much prefer to feel everything being sober, especially somebody that I really care about. Like I want to be able to experience and really remember everything and really know that I was like fully present. So Uh, I don't know if that's an uncommon opinion. I would want to know what you guys think, but I really enjoy sex more when I'm sober. (laughs) Okay, the last question I want to answer is, how should I tell my ex that we should stop having sex and stick to being friends? So like no benefits. I still have strong feelings for him and I think he does too, but I'm not sure. He just doesn't want a relationship right now because he wants to focus on himself. I feel like I should start to two and move on, but I'm not sure how to break it to him without it being awkward after. I know that there's that like period after a breakup where no one's dating another person and the you guys paths are still crossed, whether you're hooking up or not hooking up or trying to be friends or checking in with each other every few weeks or whatever. Like there, a lot of times it's not a clean cut. Um, I know for some people it has to be a clean cut for my particular breakup, uh, my past breakup, it was not a clean cut and there was, oh God, probably like four or five, six months of time where we would occasionally still be in communication occasionally hang out a couple times. And I, I feel like in the moment I, I wasn't, or I didn't feel strong enough to say no to like hanging out. Like I wanted that, I think because I, your brain literally has to like adjust to being alone. So I think being easy on yourself, it's really hard to let go of somebody. Um, but at the same time, I want to challenge you to think about if anyone out there is in a similar situation, think about this. Like the person that you broke up with, well, he said to you, he doesn't want a relationship right now because he wants to focus on himself yet he's getting you and getting to have sex with you, getting pretty much probably whatever he wants with you without committing to being in a relationship with you. I don't know. I just think that 
you're giving him too much. And especially if you're saying like you want to tell your ex that we should stop having sex and stick to being friends, honestly, it's the hard truth, but you have to cut it off because speaking from personal experience, you're never going to be able to move forward if you still have this if you're still hanging out with your ex, if you're still hooking up with your ex, you're literally just never going to be able to move forward because the lingering feelings of that relationship are always going to be there, especially when you have sex um, and afterwards. So trust me from personal experience on this one. It's not, your future self is not going to thank you for you know, having sex with your ex because it might be fun for a night. It might make you feel connected to somebody and close to somebody for an hour or something like that. But genuinely, like, I don't think your future self will be grateful for it. If you really want to know how I feel, I think that you've got to do a clean cut. You've got to give yourself the time and space and energy to actually be able to be alone, move forward because it sounds like you do want to move forward and move on. And you're never going to be able to, you're not going to be able to do that if you are still interacting with your ex. I think even if, you know, I'm not to say that you guys can never be friends, um, but giving yourself at least a good period of time to heal and to be alone. It's one of those things that you just got to figure out for yourself. You know, every relationship and person and breakup is different, but that would be my top advice is to absolutely cut it off. I don't think that it's going to be awkward after. I think that you guys need to both realize that you did break up for a reason and that you shouldn't be giving him that satisfaction of getting to be with you and sleep with you if he also is saying, oh, but I don't want to commit to you and I don't want to be in a relationship because I want to focus on myself, but I want to have sex with you. I know that it's hard after a relationship to not like go back unless there was some like big betrayal, right? It's hard to not go back and want to like, because the feelings don't just end and the attraction doesn't necessarily just end either. Trust me, I've I've experienced this myself and it's it's not easy. And I think my my overall advice is like be easy on yourself, be kind to yourself because it does take time to heal from a relationship. It really does and you will get there. It's not going to be overnight, but for me the biggest thing that helped was actually like cutting off communication completely um with my ex and I think that I I had to do that to be able to move forward. I don't think we ever could have moved forward and both moved on if we were still hanging out and hooking up and things like that. So just like know that just think about your future self, but also be easy on yourself and we're going to fuck up, we're going to make mistakes. This was a long episode. I mean, it wasn't that long, but I talked for quite a while. My voice is very tired. But I hope that this was helpful. Feel free to let me know what you guys thought about this episode. Feel free to let me know, you know, in my DMs on the podcast Instagram or in my comments. Let me know, you guys, because I love hearing from you and I really enjoy making this episode today. Um, if you guys listen to the end, make sure you check out the description box to check out our sponsor and go get yourself something for Valentine's Day. Treat yourself. Live your best sexual life, okay? Because that's what I'm out here doing. I will be back next week with another episode for you guys. I hope you have a good rest of your week. Thank you for listening as always, and I'll see you guys next time. Bye.